Hi guys, this is David Negrin, host of the Script Podcast and Executive Director of the NYC Screenwriters Collective. I'm excited to announce that we've created a Patreon campaign for the script. Patreon is like a Kickstarter, but it allows you to give ongoing pledges every month and receive ongoing rewards. Of course, the Script Podcast will continue to be free, but we're just asking for a little help. We release four or five podcasts a month, but we'd like to do more. We'd also like to improve our audio quality and release video podcasts with rich content. So here's how you can help. Become a patron of the Script Podcast and gain access to our VIP activity feed with premium content. There you'll be able to communicate privately with myself and my co-hosts after every podcast. You can get a packet of original screenwriting guides written exclusively for members of the NYC Screenwriters Collective. You can receive our monthly tracking board preview podcast for Hollywood insider updates on big script sales and the hottest spec screenplays to hit the market. You can get access to full on-demand video of NYC Screenwriters Collective events, lectures, and panel discussions. At the highest patron levels, you can even request the film or TV series we analyze and come on the script yourself to analyze it. So please, check out all our rewards, join our inner circle. Become a patron of The Script Podcast at patreon.com slash the script. Summer is full of firsts. First to jobs. Ready to meet your other campers? First crushes. Hi. Hi. And the first day of camp. Some of you were campers last year, but now you're all 16 or 17 years old. These are some things that will not happen here this summer. No relations between campers and counselors. This includes dry humping, necking, wet humping, finger banging, wheelbarrowing, saltwater tapping. You were supposed to be here a week ago. Whatever. Smells weird. Who beef? This is The Script, the official podcast of the NYC Screenwriters Collective. I'm David Degren, and with me tonight to analyze the new Netflix series, Reboot, Reimagination, Fever Dream of Wet Hot American Summer are Christina Leith Malin and Melissa Pagnata once again. Wow, how do we handle this podcast? First of all, it's way too early. Okay. Yeah, we're doing it in the morning, first of all, which already makes it odd. But this, this, this series is like, you know, the movie is like, um, is, out there. It's just abstract. Very abstract. There's so many abstract things to it. And now the the reboot or reimagination of the <laughs> series also has all these abstract things. I mean, I think we should just talk about it and see what happens. Sure. We'll do like the I Heart Huckabee's like <laughs> the script episode <laughs> to figure out we'll be what went too. wrong. First, Wait, but you first have experts though. You have one expert for wet hot, one expert for me balls, and both of your experts haven't seen the other film. That's so funny. Mm. Um, yeah, so I've seen... So if you're talking about the 80s movies, the 80s camp movies that the f- original Wet Hot American Summer film was based on, like like The Meatballs, one through three. Um, even even there's homage to, to uh, Revenge of the Nerds mm-hmm. a lot. Um, a little Toxic a little Avenger. Avenger. Toxic Avenger. <laughs> um <laughs> So Christina and I have that experience. Melissa's not seen those movies, nope. but Melissa's seen the Wet Hot American Summer movie, 
and the first couple Woo! episodes of the series. I've seen the movie at first couple episodes of the series, and Christina just jumped to episode eight. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Just call it. Thanks. Just jumped to episode <laughs> eight to be like, my yeah, okay. I'm going to break open this podcast, spoil everything. <laughs> Did so you eventually go back? <laughs> I'm mementoing this shit, so just let me do it. <laughs> <laughs> she watched the series in reverse. Irreversible, exactly. <laughs> so... Wait, you eventually went back and saw episode one. I did eight one is my sequence of choice. Now <laughs> eight I'm on two. one. Eight one. <laughs> <laughs> and now it all makes sense. But yeah, if you start with eight, which you can definitely start with eight, if you have very good drugs and you have a really Stop. good relationship with a drug dealer that you trust, start with eight. Start with eight. It would be actually quite entertaining if you start with eight, because then you'd be like, what? <laughs> That's just a dude. But I actually, you make an interesting point because this is, as a television series, there are serial elements to this show. Absolutely. But yep. it is a comedy, right? It's just a straightforward mm -hmm. half hour comedy. Did you get through the whole episode eight before you stopped? No, I did. Did it yeah, stand I finished, on its I own? The whole thing. And yeah, you I did. Because it, it, said, it stood <laughs> on its own. It, you know because it was? there was some crazy shit happening. Yeah, but it was still standing. It was, it was an episodic format. Because so it so the, you, the serial let's say stuff. You saw one through seven, and then yeah. eight, and then I saw eight first. We would both feel good about it, but you'd be like, "Oh, I get it." And yeah, all I the inside like, jokes. I just saw a '70s Mento commercial on acid. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Because a lot of things were just like but super that, hyper. But Christina, that's that's, yeah, that's that's the mm. film itself too. I mean, wow. when I watched the film again last night, I thought this thing is—it's not just a parody of the '80s camp mm -hmm. movies. It's abstract. Oh yeah. It, it has these surreal montages yeah. like the one where they're on drugs melissa yeah, yeah. yeah i was just thinking like where that. they just they go into town for an hour, hour and then all this shit happens in an and hour. they have a montage of like getting hooked on crack yeah. cocaine and heroin and coming back from it addicts and then they come back totally and they sober. do that again and yeah. again they have <laughs> these they suspend reality so it gets into surreal territory absolutely and we didn't mention the artists yet um the writer director is David Wayne, and the other the co writer is Michael Showalter, who's also stars in the show. These guys, their sense of humor is a very special sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, they are they're uh, they they buddies with uh, Michael Ian Black, mm -hmm. and and the old um, the old. Uh, this was like a comedy troupe of sorts that I'm not. It uh, is. Yeah, from what I read, they all started off in like a comedy trip right. together called the no, State. No, they were in this. They were yeah. in the state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The state was in their mid nineties, and that's and that show was on. I think it was on MTV. Yeah. Um, but but its its sense of humor was always different. I, mm -hmm. um, and I think it was silly. It was. Irreverent. I think one of the things that stuck out to me the most in Wet Hot Summer, Wet Hot American Summer, the film, was um, the 
the conceit that the camp counselors are not taking care of the children at yeah. all. Like yeah. the children are like on their <laughs> own. It, the opening image of the movie is the the boys in the girls' cabins. Like they ring the bell, and the boys are all in like the girls' beds, like making out. And the morning bell rings, and all and all of a sudden. Boys from all over the camp were crossing back to their cabins. And Janine Garofalo is having a cigarette like, you guys should not be out of your cabins. I really thought it was going to be masturbation when the sheets came up, though. But no, they're they're doing adult things. Yeah. Right? Oh, we totally forgot Friday 13th. That's the whole premise is all about the counselors ignoring the kids and one dying, remember? Oh, that's interesting. Mm. That's very true. Yeah, I mean, so, and that's an 80s thing, too. I guess camp got invented camp. in America in the 80s. <laughs> sure did. Or maybe it got invented in the 60s and 70s and the movies came in the 80s. So well, one it, of the I feel like to just say one thing really quick. I feel yeah. like there, Boy Scouts, there was camp early on. It just got a lot seedier and sexier and smarmy in the mm. 70s. And into yeah. the 80s. Thanks, thanks to Free Love in the 60s movement. Is that it? Yeah. Exactly. No, because I remember, oh, that's the other poll we should do. Melissa, Christina, did either of you go to summer camp? Yep. Yep. No. I went to Meatballs. Uh, uh, y camp. Yeah, you went to uh, Y camp. It was a sleepaway or day camp? Sleepaway. I did both, but sleepaway yeah. rocked my world yeah. and changed my life. My life. Exactly. Wow. Me too. I went to sleepaway camp in New Hampshire. Oh, Changed cool. my life. <laughs> because you're on your own at a young age yeah, and shit happens. Yep. Yeah, you gotta like shower on your own. You gotta try to kiss a girl on your own. Like, <laughs> it's this- Take a walk in the woods on your own. Oh yeah, you wanna expand on that? Oh, I like, totally was. That's yeah, a- my first kiss was at my tennis camp. I won't, I'm not gonna name <gasps> drop on the podcast, so. but for real. <laughs> Yeah, and, that was, and it was like earth shattering. You know who you are. Oh. He's not going to name yeah, right? you. She's out there. She's the best tennis player at the camp. Wow. Okay, I, this is going somewhere else. Um, this is anyway, great. but so camp actually in America is an experience. And mm. so the camp movies became a genre. Yep. But they're, they're a great um, iteration of the coming of age Oh yeah, story yeah, yeah, yeah. that maybe other countries don't have. Mm-hmm. Maybe other cultures don't have camp this way. Huh? That is a good question. Yeah, that's a great question because it is profound to your adolescence. Like, they even have yeah. the scene with the girl who uh, has she, she goes into the ladies' room and comes out a woman. Just put it like that. That, that was yeah. another piece of surreal genius in in <laughs> it was like episode two where they find because I'm the whole TV series you're wondering how are they going to bring back all these characters yeah. and, in, and in the pilot they they bring back at least you know two thirds of them they just show mm-hmm. up yeah. right but yeah. then where's the rest of them because you know they're all coming. And the girl <laughs> they has her period and turns into the girl that we know from oh. the original movie. She was in the original movie, oh, and they was just she? Deci- yeah, oh, and they decided see. to grow her up in a moment. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, this thing's all over the place. See, that's I the think- inside that you would have caught because you've seen the movie. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yep. Yeah. Did the- you guys? Did you guys notice in the movie and in the show the pink lipstick thing? Yes, I did, but I didn't know. I, didn't, yeah. I don't know what the correlation with the movie is. It, no, it's, same. It's so 
a friend of mine who said that there this '80s pink lipstick that was like slightly sparkly, slightly translucent, was like a huge thing in the '80s. Huh. Like, well, it's okay. bigger than the lipstick. I think she, that's kind of tapping into the Lisa Frank uh, Bengals. Uh, yeah, that yeah. whole feel where everything Valley Girl. But it was okay. like, but it was before you chose your own color. It was okay for. Every girl to be wearing it. Huh. Oh, yeah. Chocolate girls wore that bright, bright pink, too. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah? Yep. It was across huh. the board. Everything was unicorns and teddy bears with sparkles. Lisa Frank. I think she made a comeback, too, or her, her stickers. Oh, yes. I know who you're talking about now. Yeah. Those that's why the, stickers. the ultra pink lipstick and everything yeah. is like teddy bears and unicorns. Very bright colors. Yeah. Butterflies. Yeah. yeah. Very feminine. Yeah. So then... You know, let's just go around and talk about some of the, your, Melissa, sure. your favorite sort of like wet, hot. Oh gosh, like element, like element, element that they rebooted or reimagined. Yeah. Like what was awesome? Um, what I love about the movie was its surrealism and its like absurdist humor and the fact that they don't have to explain what's going on. It's just accepted and they move on. And I feel like that's kind of rooted in improv a bit. So, um. But um, I love that aspect of the film. And they did bring it in a little bit into the pilot. It more so came through at the end, I think, because the, as a pilot, you have to be much more structured. So I was kind of missing this realism. I thought the pilot was the weakest. I, thought the, mm -hmm. I watched three episodes, and now I want to watch four. Episode two yeah. and three were fantastic. I did not watch any, so do not spoil anything. <laughs> oh, you did? Okay. No, I just watched the pilot. Yeah, so the so pilot itself, it, it I wanted better. more surrealism. Yeah. 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 But. yeah. Um, but it I came thought in the at pilot, the end. They yeah. did it. They had to sort of reintroduce everybody. Yeah, and what's yeah. so? What I didn't realize at first was that it's the first day of camp. So every so the dynamic and the closeness that we have with the characters in the movie is not there yet in the pilot. They kind of feel a little detached, but then it's because it's the first day. So yeah, which is interesting. An yeah. interesting choice mm -hmm. to, to to so ambitious to say. All right, we're gonna take. A movie that took place on the last day of camp. Yeah. It's also the inside joke. And eight, you know, and then 15 years later, with the actors aged, we're going to do the first day of camp. Yeah. Um, start over. And, it's and several of the actors are not <laughs> in great shape these days. And, and the joke is just that much deeper. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. The one, they got the, the one guy who's a little bit overweight. He's like the karate instructor. So they're, they're using like... <laughs> that as an inside joke as well mm -hmm. but then also i think they mean for the series to be a single day also i couldn't tell yeah it seems like it is first day of camp okay. is the subtitle it to is the series. First, it's definitely first day because you, yeah. you get to eight at the end of the day that's yeah, wow. So, okay. Yeah. I didn't realize so that. it's okay. unbelievable. It, so that surrealism has to come in again at some point oh, because I'm so the time lapse is just interesting. I think. Yeah. I love that they. they so, Melissa, if you didn't get to episode two, mm -mm. you didn't say they rebooted. They didn't reboot. They they gave backstory to the, the Chris Maloney character. Awesome. They gave they yeah. gave an awesome backstory to. Um, 
The, who's the, the chef? Gene, right? With the yeah, well, he's can. the Gene. That's right, Gene. Right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They start building out Amy Poehler and Bradley Cooper's. Oh, know, great. What, okay. Were they yeah. both in the movie, though? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Everybody was in the movie. There's all, a few all guest the big appearances. stars were in yeah. the movie, yeah. Um, let's see. Who else? Uh, Jason Schwartzman was in the. If we're talking guest appearances, um, Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks. They start with they start her in two, and her in backstory. Two. She Unbelievable. Went to J school. <laughs> she, she's not. They yeah. They reveal that she isn't actually like a counselor, and she's a twenty-four-year-old journalist. Oh at, my like, god! That's a great. Teen Beat magazine. <laughs> oh wait. And she's gonna infiltrate a camp. To talk about what's oh really going God. on with the kids the, today. It's rock and roll world. Thank you very much. And it can't <laughs> rock be just and roll, about rock and roll, roll. world. It has to be about right. the world. They're much deeper. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Did anyone see the irony there that Elizabeth Banks, she's beautiful, but she looks like she's in her 30s. She's playing someone that's 24, and she's going undercover someone 16. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That, I mean, the entire yeah. thing, the age... Um, it's so yeah. Suspension of disbelief is there. Absolutely. And then you get that you get we're getting all these great cameos like Jordan Peele showed up right in oh, episode yes. two. Oh, he I can't like wait. The Barry Gordy of rock and roll world. Yeah. Oh, I no, can't but it, wait. It, oh my god. It, 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 it was uh, <laughs> and he made all the jokes about somebody said to him he's he's the only he's the only uh, black guy in the whole rock and roll world room. And somebody suggests, hey, this Grandmaster Flash guy, maybe we should check him out. He's like, <laughs> who cares? He's a DJ. He's going yeah. nowhere. <laughs> that was really good. So that was like, I don't know. Yeah, they have a lot it's of inside jokes like that. So much yeah. inside joke. I mean, I think the thing that succeeds in Wet Hot American Summer, the movie, and in the show in the later episodes is the tempo of the comedy. Yeah. They yeah. really keep it going. They, they they make these inside jokes and then they don't harp on it. They keep moving, mm-hmm. they keep moving, they keep moving. And that just that just shows like a love of comedy. And I think yeah. that comes out of, you know, Showalter and Wayne. I think that's their old mentality with the state. I watched the old episodes of the state. Some of it was funny, some of it wasn't. But there was like a lot of love for the silliness, like love mm-hmm. for the, the, the joke, the inside joke. And the goofiness, and um, I think that's brought forward to the Absolutely. to the new series. And I think anyone who watches this Netflix series, it's 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 out of control. Yeah, the shit yeah. that's going on is just it's out crazy. of control. Yeah, they have yeah. so much freedom, especially on Netflix. They yeah. and you can tell they almost love it too because these huge stars wouldn't have come back if they didn't love it when they worked on it previously. So, what, yeah. what, uh, Ant-Man's already landed. He's like in superstar like Paul publicity Rudd. mode. Yes. Paul Rudd was great. His he was entrance so on the great. on the motorcycle. Yes. <laughs> he jumped yes. off his motorcycle, his entrance. He's like a jump off, right? Yeah. Genius. Yes. Genius. Um <laughs> I don't know. Uh what uh Christina from your episode from your t- you know, the pilot. <laughs> What's your, pilot what did you make of the pilot? Right? No. Eight to <laughs> one, no. Okay, let's, I have let's stick with um, number my favorite one. moment in the pilot was, um, it was a mo- I think of it as a montage in the sense that it's kind of a, a mashup of, of, of an homage to Meatballs in that uh, Rudy and Trip, which were Bill Murray and I think his name was Christopher, I have it up here, 
uh, Chris Makepeace that play the little boy and the, the lead counselor, which are Coop and I think Aaron in the current yeah. piece. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. If, if there's two sets of homages that I love. The one where is he, he kind of gives him the pep talk to go and challenge his fears. Mm-hmm. And then at one point when Rudy feels embarrassed and he starts uh, the running. Do you guys, if you've seen Meatballs, there's a the really running. special moment where they do a run through the woods. And yeah. they kind of chase each other, and without words, they become friends. And I love how this show made fun of it with that kind of run in the open space yeah. sequence. Because yeah. if you don't know what's going on, you're like, why the hell are they running in circles? But if you see Meatballs, you realize that, that whole run through the woods is a really special oh, piece. Oh, that's great. And, it yeah. was a, and he became, he conquered his fear of not having any friends at camp by doing the run in that movie. That's so interesting, because I, not having seen Meatballs, I thought that run around was just part of their, like, very abstract kind of humor. The fact that they didn't no, have to cut down Nicoletta oh, okay. That's super cool. homage to Meatballs, which is really That's cute. Awesome. I, 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 wonder, I wonder if every surreal, odd moment <laughs> is an homage to something <laughs> yeah. we're just not getting, <laughs> because think, there's so really many... Dark. Yeah, why They're I'm even pulling yeah. <laughs> from so many different wells, it's it's I'll hit genius. you up again, the, the little chubby boy that says, oh, it says here you guys have a radio station. If you remember, Bill Murray always did the morning radio. Yeah. And another yeah. time when ah. he befriended the little kid, he let the little kid host the radio show in the morning. And that was another bomb moment. My, my, yeah, one of the summer camps I went to had a radio show. It was like the most, it was the most awesome thing ever. It was just like broad. Yeah, and the the counselors were just, that's true. You, 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 Melissa, you can still be a counselor. I could, I could still fulfill this dream. Do it. You could, you could be, you could be director of of a summer camp. Bam. I'll get you some Ooh, yeah. rainbow, some rainbow colored gear. I have tons now, of radio now, stuff. Now, now let's talk about pack. something. Let's <laughs> talk about something. <laughs> let's talk about something that we brought up earlier was that camp in America in the seventies and eighties mm-hmm. was sexually charged and alcohol filled and drug filled. I don't know about the drug and alcohol. I think we say that and we've blown it up so much, but there's so mm-hmm. many rules. And kids would get kicked off, and there's really fine. All I know is that all I know is that when I was in uh, in in camp, camp uh, in the yeah, I went to tennis camp, and like I went camp, dirty, dirty. <laughs> <laughs> when and I was I went to that camp in the late '80s, early '90s. It was still somewhat. It was still sexually charged, well, a little you, bit yeah. alcohol, yeah. Really? you know. But then the, the the older counselors were always bitching about how there were new rules and everything was uptight. I was like, they don't seem there's no rules, right? I can't believe you're calling <laughs> Wait, these no rules. So I think it was worse. I started as a camper at yeah. like 13. I was a CIT up until 17. Yeah, you I were was like, a C- and then I, I was a counselor, and then I was a counselor uh, when I was 17. So like, so that's where you see um, the fun stuff happen when you then you oh got to be a counselor. So you yeah. got to see the meatball side, the kind oh, of yeah. night-night hooch and make-out sessions. I never <laughs> saw those. Yeah, and the counselor party after after the counselors uh, left, after campers uh. left. Last day of camp, campers leave. Now we I do one big stuff. cleanup, and we roll <laughs> the kegs in, and it's a damn shit show. I'm jealous. Oh. I'm sending I'm in my saying. resume right now to all these camps. <laughs> and, yeah, you should. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. But it, I got the sense that it was it, it had been even more debaucherous really? you know not just at my camp i went to a couple of camps 
Um, but the the tennis camp was the one I stayed at eventually. But I went to some other, other sleepaway camps, and those the, I got the sense that it had just been in the eighties debaucherous. The way that you know eighties movies like Animal House depict college in the eighties yeah, being yeah. a lot more debaucherous before um, you know with the with the the influence of the the sixties and the seventies and yeah. Before political correctness, before we started to protect our children, <laughs> you know, <laughs> from drugs, time. alcohol, yeah. and sex. Actually, you could think about the Reagan 80s in a political perspective mm-hmm. as bringing the conservative values to um, the forefront, protecting our children from sex and alcohol and drugs. Yeah. Oh, we're doing um, right yeah. And then you, yeah. and then you bring yeah. um, HIV and AIDS in the 90s to, to mm. scare people away from sex. All of a sudden, we're a, we're a prude country in the hmm. 90s. Um, I think we're getting back there. <laughs> these days um i don't know for me camp and another thing they got really right again uh, this is the old school the meatballs talking is and i don't know david if you had this when i went in michigan to camp algonquin which was a y camp we had a rival camp on the other side of the lake oh yeah yeah, the rival camp definitely and and they they would have like one or two events that were kind of co-events and I think that huh. happened too in meatballs. There was so much about meatballs that, that touched base on that homeless camp, the one that doesn't have all the new signs. They don't have zip lines, although zip lines weren't mm. a thing back then. They don't have like the super elevated horseback riding and yachts. No, they have canoes because that's what they yeah. get for. The sign is falling down because that's it. You, your, your exotic sh- uh, class was woodshop. Or theater class. No, no, yeah. no. Actually, Care you packages. make a great point because sleepaway camps um, were really a a. They, huh. No, there's a there's a there's a um, class distinction yeah. in yeah. In, yeah. in 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 sleepaway camps, and there were and day camps. You know, were are at the cheapest level, right? I went to day camps. Also, it's yeah. like. And then if you can afford sleepaway camp, there are all these different levels. And then, oh my God. I mean, there's and fancier. Such a fancier, system. Yeah. And oh, my yeah. God. At Camp Algonquin, you could swim and you could canoe. But if you wanted to do, um, like, I think they have water skis, you had to pay some odd $100 more. If you wow. wanted to take horseback lessons, you could pay some odd dollars more. There was woodwork. There was riflery classes. There was arts and crafts. There was nature class. Craft. These are all the things, yeah. you know. You know. Do, do you remember my fucking, one, of, one of my camps, I mm. shot a gun. What? They had a, <laughs> they had a <laughs> rifle. I <laughs> shot a fucking a gun. Yep. Oh my god. Do you think they do that in camp today? I mean, I it's maybe down do. south. It depends on the state. Michigan, you can yeah. still buy a gun. It's not a problem. Yeah. yeah. Wait, did you get care packages? Yes, the, the po- care package. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Your parents that was did awesome. you like gummy bears, a ton and a of candy. Yeah. Or Terrible. you had a little bit of money, so you could have. There was a general store where there was like a whole bunch of candies uh-huh. for like ten or twenty cents. If you had two dollars after dinner, you could go to the general store and buy candy. So basically, we're just making Melissa feel terrible for her. <laughs> yeah, but my childhood, right all those days I spent out in the corner. Camp. <laughs> I think you need to go to camp. I think you should just counselor camp. You I just, just I'm just gonna it. have to counselor. I'll run my own camp. I'll start recruiting. 
Perfect. Not as special. I, these days, it's no joke. <laughs> these days, it's no joke. The parents sure. are the helicopter parents. Mm-hmm. Like oh, really? they 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 interview with the camp directors before wow. they send their camps there. Their yeah. their count their campers there because people are so um, they're they're like petrified of the the pedophiles and whatever and like oh, are my kids safe away? Oh my you know? gosh! I hadn't yeah. even thought of that. I, so yeah. there's a lot of that. Yeah. And I mean, I mean to be honest, I'm sure the '80s camp scene was <laughs> was a bastion of of sex predators too. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I, know. I bet there's I stories. Like I bet there's a document. I bet there's documentaries there. Shush it! I'm gonna it remember lax, sweet but... and yummy. Don't shush it. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Let's get back to the wet hot. Wet hot. Let's talk wet, wet hot. hot. Let's talk <laughs> wet hot. Um, Speaking of bastards, I think that the TV series has mm. a. It's a real challenge to take a a, a movie and and string it yep. out into a bunch of episodes, but not here because Wet Hot yeah. American Summer the movie was an ensemble film. Yep. yep. Already has twelve main characters. Mm-hmm. ton of plots in it. Yep. A series of plots. Some of them very short. Because, yes. because it, the, the, the screenplay was written so, uh, so uh, kinetically and back and yeah. forth. There's a lot of little plots that start and finish and then they're gone. There was so, there's so much meat. And that's, why, that's what makes a cult movie. Maybe we could yep. talk about that. That's what makes a cult movie is density of, of mythology. Wait, weren't we huh. getting mad at another period for having too many different yep. sets of plots? Absolutely. We, we got mad at another much, period. We got mad at another period for in half an hour introducing too many characters. Well, I'm one we did that here though too. And this one did the yeah. same thing, if not more. This yeah. pilot is does suffer from the same problem. Absolutely. Even though the, the, the world itself is so understandable and relatable, it might be easier yep. to pull it in. Mm-hmm. But, Christina, you brought that point up, and yeah, you're the really one who hasn't point. seen the original film. And so, if the series was meant to be viewed given the original, the, yeah. we know the mythology is already there for us. Right. Yeah. And so... Um, so you came into it, a happy it's, it, They're not I'm shallow. They're, they're, yeah. the, yes, inside exactly. jo- the inside jokes are already there. I didn't get the, yeah. the whole... Com- the the setups are there. And the, yeah. Y- yeah. You're, you're seeing punchlines that you didn't know were set up. Yep. Regardless of the movie, I think it's just a different style of comedy and types of characters. Like, if this wasn't Wet Hot American Summer, I would have wanted a lot more from the characters, wanted much deeper plots and goals for them. But if... We had that. It wouldn't be Wet Hot American Summer. the The characters in this web in this show and the movie are their main goal is to just hook up with the hot chick or the hot guy. But those are you know? very, and very. It, it, those are great goals. Here. Those are solid, yeah. dramatic goals. <laughs> no, really? in terms of storytelling, uh, yeah. those are very solid goals. To hook up with another exactly, and, and they're primal. I don't think and everybody understands them. Yeah, I don't think everybody understands show. those goals. This if you true. look at. If we, when we were talking about another period, their goal was to become, you know, taken Rich out in famous. society yeah. and become famous. That's not as primal a goal as a coming of age goal. Like I got to get that girl to talk to yeah, me. Yeah, but that's much harder to sustain no, over a series, and that's what I was concerned over. 
she's right. It's two different things, though. We've set up, this is a world we all know right there, mm -hmm. summer camp. If you take and if you do comedy and set it up, I don't know, in the White House, that's, you got that world. I feel another period was creating a new world. They, there wasn't, mm -hmm. it, remember how he said it's a little bit of cribs, with, but a little bit of a period piece, a little bit yep. of Down Abbey. <laughs> They're still trying to figure out their world. Yes. 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 Yeah. Versus Wet Hot, whereas all you've got summer camp. And you've got exactly. all those tropes already laid out in other movies for you to enhance or tweak. And Absolutely. our built-in nostalgia for camp. True. We yeah. don't have or a built-in... just built childhood in... in general, not even camp. Thank but just you. that yeah. age. Yeah, Coming absolutely. of age, yeah. Mm -hmm. So were we you more know, accepting in, in, of in, all these characters because they have a better world? I think it's... Again, I think it's it's the age and they're just all these, yeah, these shallow... Not they're not Their goals are shallow and perhaps we relate to it easier because we've all been there. But it's also the tone of the whole of, of all the comedy. Like it's just kind of sketch and improv based, so it doesn't have to go deeper for us, maybe. But, I, but I would I would characterize the tone as as silly and a mm -hmm. little edgy. Where's like, Kara? Every, yeah. We need Kara. Right I know now. <laughs> we need Kara to characterize the tone. Silence for Kara. It's like um, <laughs> it's like um, it's it's R rated. But silly. It's like yeah. I'm gonna be silly, silly, and touch an R-rated joke, and then I'm gonna walk away. And that's a really interesting ratio. It is, to, yeah, for comedy. But it's relatable. That's kind of how we live our lives. <laughs> you it's, know, it is. Yeah. It's it's kind of. It's not full R-rated Judd Apatow. It's not train wreck comedy, yeah. right? Or or. 40 year old Honestly, version. I, I feel like it's not a, it, a movie. I didn't see the movie, but I feel like the mm -hmm. series is PG 13 because it's implied sexual content, sexual situations, but there's no nudity and there really mm. isn't any cursing. So it's more like there wasn't in the movie either. The movie was R rated, but I think Why? more for language, for language. Yeah. And because oh. saying shit and fuck and stuff like that. And drug usage, drug usage. Uh, maybe. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, they right, right, right. There was a, there was a, there was a, there was a heroin scene. Amy yes. Poehler on heroin. Oh my god! Yes, you, you need There's to watch it just for that scene. Yes, all of the above. All of the they, above. No, they so so so, Christina. You know the in in any camp every once Don't in a while. Don't after we just talked about drugs. <laughs> Sorry. This non-drug podcast. How do, you, how do you think I get up in the morning without coffee? God damn it. <laughs> raw, bad timing, my friend. There's no drugs hurt or harmed on this podcast. I'm going to make, we're going to make, we're going to make Melissa feel worse. You know that in, in, at camp, there's the thing where you go to town. You oh, take you the take trip, trip to town. That's a yes. thing? So that yes. is a thing at camp? It's no, a thing because there's always a small like town a nearby. Camp thing. Yeah, you take a day trip. Ah. You take a day trip nearby. And so on one of the day like trips, the counselors <laughs> take a day trip in the movie. Oh, the movie? Yeah, and yeah. they, um, the first guy they meet is a Coke dealer. Really? <laughs> and he's yes. got a huge thing of Coke. And he just hands it over. And he just <laughs> hands it over. They start sniffing it. Next, they go from coke to heroin. And this, like, like dumpy hotel. It's like they do, a murder yeah, scene. Yeah, so they just yeah, did this like... montage of of becoming drug addicts. <laughs> oh, yes, that, that, a montage that would have probably been over weeks or months, and they're all strung out. And yep. and Amy Poehler like got a needle in her arm. It's insane. It's so and then great. They, then they cut back to the truck returning to camp, and uh, the guy is like. 
Wow. It's a matter of hours, literally. No, he no. no he says he, he says he says wow. You know, you really get lost in that town in just an hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So oh, I so love the, the way that they you know that the that what hot the movie and the TV series plays with time is great. Yep. Yeah. Playing with the the wait if, if it's eight episodes and it's the first day because you think uh, the sun sun up to sundown is so about like, eight hours. This is like a twenty four kind of sequencing then. If you think about it, let's see. Huh. Yeah, eight you're right. It's it's an eight hour. It's only eight episodes. Wet hot. Interesting. And it ends at, at sundown. And they're much. half an hour. Huh. They're half an hour. They're yeah. almost on that so hour. That's not even. Hours. That's four hours. That's just four hours of that's, story. That's crazy. That's wow. That's so that's amazing. how they were able to get back all these actors. They got it mm. done. I mean, that's like shooting two features. That's not a huge deal. But they are cramming a lot ensemble. in. I yeah. will say that I don't like the realistic portrayal of the kids in yep. the TV series. Yep. I think one of the best things about the movie was the heightened reality where the kids are smarter than yes, the adults. absolutely. Taking care of the adults and having <laughs> affairs with the adults really? at the oh, end. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Wow. I do. Stifler's mom-ish. Yeah, Molly, yeah. Molly Shannon is like get, so gets married amazing. to like to one of the campers. <laughs> Well, I don't yes. remember it in eight, but she 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 has someone by the end of eight. Oh yeah, so God. there it's you go. Same. Yeah. So I'm just saying, I thought that was missed. I hope they bring yeah, that I back. Yeah, I feel that. Um, so wait, what do you think of the the kids in the TV show? Because that's what I've seen. I think they're like little snarky little twerps. It's it's goofy. not as heightened. Yeah, it's definitely not as heightened. That's as the movie. who who. Uh, like the mean boy. Are they it's trying the to do? Girl, an, are the they trying boys. to do an ABC Family show? Yeah. Like, who cares? You know about. The, the the you can have that coming of age homage to meatballs mm-hmm. right with yeah. show walter's character and the kid yeah and they're but like you, but show walter still needs to be inept and yeah. still needs to i think they did, did that, that for prom- oh god sorry i think they did that for a lot of reasons though because we needed that that kid to kind of be that new person in the world to lead us through it and show Walter to be his mentor. So I think they needed that to enter us into the world. That's fine, but, but I, I was hoping, the, and actually this, what reminded me of this is, you know, I thought it would be more like a Rushmore thing where... Oh, and he's in it. <laughs> right, right, right. That's what reminded me of it was um, Jason Schwartzman being mm-hmm. in it. I was like, that kid should just be Rushmore. Like... Okay. And and, and the camp yeah. and the counselor should be totally inept. And the kid should be so good at getting the girl. Or the girl should be totally like a Wes Anderson girl, remember? Okay. Oh, is, it, okay. is it like Tracy Flick from Election? Were they like that kind of super smart? Remember election? No, um, no, no, no. They were they were speaking as adults. Yeah, they were, they were solving mm. their problems. Yeah, they were more mature. Um they were like, they yeah the 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 scene I remember is Molly Shannon yep. is crying over her husband leaving her, and, and the little camper goes, "Hey hey, come here, come here, it's gonna be okay." Oh wow! Well, like, it's gonna be yeah. okay. Right. I want to hear you say it's gonna be okay. We've all been there, and he starts massaging <laughs> her. He starts yeah. massaging her, and he's okay, like a camper. It's it's hysterical, <laughs> and then they get they get. Like no, hits at no, the end of the no. movie. <laughs> so so that was one one thing that they that they dropped was that 
Yeah. Her Molly Shannon's husband Absolutely. shows up at the beginning, at the end of Wet Hot American Summer, the movie, mm-hmm. and she tells him off, and it's some dude. Yeah. Okay. In in the series, they change it so that she's engaged to um, Christopher Maloney's character, the the cook. Oh. Did you uh-huh. notice that? I haven't gotten that far. He's no, it's it's episode one. Maybe no. I think. No. Maybe it's episode even, two. I haven't seen him yet. I think so, yeah. it must be two. Okay, it's in two. Okay, so so Christopher Maloney is in the show, and he's not insane yet. Oh, what? he's normal. <laughs> he will be. Yes, he's oh, not insane yet. Sure. He's I thought engaged. he was just like perpetually insane. I didn't. He's, yeah, he, he's yeah, ins- yeah, he, yeah. No, he he's a lot. He's like a a nice dude, uh, and he's he's got a straight haircut. He's a, a lot like Bradley Cooper's character. Okay. So, but they're setting it up for him to lose his shit. The, Interesting. Which is using the mythology. I mean, this is how you use a prequel. Somebody needed to tell George Lucas, this is how you uh, use a prequel. Create, use, use, use your established timeline to create a whole bunch of insane lead-ups to it that we never expected. Yeah. Huh. The other, yep. the other one is. Um, but his is quite, his. You'll like him in eight. The Maloney's resolve. He's okay. hilarious. You keep talking that, about eight. <laughs> I thought I Eight's the last episode. <laughs> you watched the last episode of eight. Maybe that is and I was appropriate. Fulfilled. I was. Fulfilled. It might, yeah. Christina. Okay. It might be appropriate for this series it for you to watch the last episode. <laughs> to understand the movie, yeah. But going off of what you were saying, David, about. It kind of representing or resembling too much of like a typical camp. I really wanted more uh, Janine Garofalo. I really missed her character um, from the movie because in the movie her kind of like neurosis or like not even her her kind of desire to keep everyone shit together. I think kind of drove the movie, and now she kind of was not she in the was forefront. The, she 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 was the a plot. She w- she gave yeah. the, she gave an I miss her being the a comedy plot. a spine. Yes. Yeah, she was cohesion, but she wasn't as interesting. Yeah, yeah but she, then, I no, wanted her, her But more. then she has yeah. she has the love affair with uh, David Hyde Pierce, which, which was I didn't hysterical. expect. Yeah, yeah. Um, is I he coming back? Yeah, is he yeah. coming back? Yeah. Awesome. Okay, cool. Looking forward to it. He's a dire- successful director on Broadway now. And what? A performer on yeah. Broadway. Yeah. Um, Amazing. Yeah, I have a long, long love affair with Janine Garofalo. She's like, wonderful. I'm I'm still taken with her. She's like <laughs> one of my celebrity crushes forever. But she's so good. Oh, I, I'm just yeah. bummed out that like you only get pieces of her. You, you have to see the movie. Of, yeah. yeah. But I mean, even so far in the show, I mean, I don't. I'm. I'm. She feels like she's the glue. But I'm and but I'm not her comedy, her wit, her bite. I just it's. It's not there. Mm-hmm. Not Guys, I want to focus. Can we can we take a little on that analytical focus here yep. and talk about given a movie what the creators did to create the series. Okay, what Melissa? What? How did they go about successfully or or unsuccessfully? deciding to adapt this film to a TV series. What 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 do you think their process was and okay. how would you've done it? Their process probably was 
I would assume outlining the plots of the movie, the main plots, and then giving them more backstory. I think it's an understanding the characters more and, and literally working backwards. It's, you know, honestly, that's a great question. I... I would say it's through character development. Like, what were because what did they, they accomplish they from the movie? What did they want? They could have done the next summer. Well, I think that I, I honestly think they did a very smart and savvy cable way, which is to say, hey, we're only going to get a limited number of episodes. So how mm. can we encapsulate this to one fulfilled object? Which yeah, is the first get, day of we're not going to get all these actors exactly. In it's not just again. the summer camp. There's no. Oh, it's loose ends, lost. We don't know what happened. No, oh, it's first okay. day. If it sells, we could always do the second day or the first day. What you're saying is we, we yep. can't build a lot of serial exactly. story into the series. Until we yeah. see if it bites. All we can do is a bunch of really interesting yeah. short stories and sketches, Within essentially. One or, or one day. But yeah. as Melissa said, starting with all of the characters that we've established, because each of them... One of the things that makes Wet Hot American Summer a classic, a cult classic, is the is each character is insanely original and funny yep. in a different way. And so you've got those characters. We can't serialize this too much. Let's just come up with some ridiculous stuff for each of them to go through, mm. given that this is a prequel. Yeah, I think we lose a lot of its essence if we did the following camp or whatnot. It's more about this short, very short time lapse and who they are in this moment, not who they are long because, term. Because the yeah, film is the totally last day. Agree. The film yeah. is one day. Absolutely. So the film was the last day. That's so smart. You think they yes. right? totally pull on that to make this the first day? Yeah. And if yeah. it goes nowhere, at least they have those two days. Yep, that's that it. That's brilliant. You can, yeah. And you can always do a middle day. Right? <laughs> yeah, the end of first term, anything, but you've totally, yeah. you set up your structure too. So if you want to sell this, you could say we could sell it in days. This is how we, we block yeah. it off. We block Absolutely. it off this way but, for but this feature is, length. This is a project that involves. In, in, so mm -hmm. smart. They basically, they, they, if I'm looking at this as a studio, right now you can sell that to me as a series. You could sell that to me as a movie for sequels or follow-up. Uh, mm -hmm. Spin off any of the exactly. characters into yeah, a comedy. Yeah, you could really spin off any of the characters. Or make it like, a, not even a web series, but like just like short, individual shorts. Like more background, more background. things and behind the scenes. Yeah. But And that yeah. goes we'll take to... And put him on Adult Swim for his own show. That, that yeah. goes to the, the essence of the screenplay of the original Wet Hot American Summer. And this the... And it's still present in the current series is that it's just a bunch of sketches. Yeah, it's it's a bunch. It's it's all these very talented improvisers, professional improvisers, mm -hmm. doing a bunch of different sketches in a camp setting. Yep, yep. And the surreal time lapse thing and the surreal uh, feel uh, uh, suspension of disbelief lets us jump from sketch to sketch like it's connected. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also speaking, like in terms of the pro the producing the producers or the or the um, studio, it must have been so incredibly cheap if you think about it for it to take place just within this like little camp. They don't really literally they don't physically go anywhere, and but yet so much mm -hmm. happens within it. It's all driven by the characters, so it must be so I mean, must have been so nice to produce. The biggest problem it would be getting people, and I'm sure all these actors worked for scale. You know, mm -hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure their their love for for the artists, yep. for for Wayne and Showalter, is what brought them all back. 
Um, I don't think there's anyone who wasn't brought back. Like, did you? I mean, the only the one, one was, was I think Appleblatt, the 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 nerd, the like nerdy kid like in the beginning that Coop helps, who ends right. up being like the but right. Got Is replaced. that him or no? no. Oh, he did. He got, he got replaced. None of the kids can come back because they're aged, right? Yeah. They'll be adults. I also think it was genius to do a prequel because it's even more funny that now they're older and are now playing younger characters. Well, that's that's a you first know? joke. Okay, and yeah. that joke's funny, but it's only going to be funny for about an episode. And it's right? funny That's to you guys who have seen it, because I kind mm. of, this kind of, this was my, just not having seen the movie, I was like, okay, is it just because they're all comedians that have worked together, because they all look really old to be playing these characters. <laughs> no, the so NG- I didn't get that joke when ah, I did okay. the movie. Yeah. Gotcha. But it came in, in, in another form. It was a joke in another form for you. It's like, oh, okay, you just um, stick all these people in a camp. It's like a big camp. Yeah, sketch. well, I thought it was just like uh, some one of one of the writers' wet dreams. Like, hey, you're my friends. Let's just play this. <laughs> I didn't think it was funny. And that's yeah. what it was in 2001. That's what it was. It was all their friends, but they were younger, and they were younger, and they hadn't they hadn't all these cats they didn't have success yet. Yeah, late 40s into 50ish now. Mm-hmm. So now it seems a little creepster. It's it's hysterical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that yeah. and that is part of the camp the camp genre movie tradition, which is it's a little sexually charged. It's a little inappropriate. You can back to sexually charged. Yeah, yeah like, it is. is it's inappropriate. <laughs> like, no, but like, even, but okay. even meatballs. Yeah, even meatballs, meatballs is inappropriate. The dude whose bed was floating in the water. He was the oldest of the the counselors. And I'm he not was talking like, about the age. I'm just talking like about early forties, late thirties. Because all of them were somewhere. We know in real life they were all somewhere in their early thirties or late twenties as actors. So it's weird seeing this bunch that are tipping 50 and playing no. the 30-somethings. Okay. I think it's all suspension of disbelief, though. Like, or Christina, that's part of this surreal comedy yeah. like tone of this entire series and the show. If you watch the original show, they're young enough to be counselors, but surreal shit is happening all the time. So the age thing... justifying that because you love them? No, I mean, I'm just saying um, that it, if you see the movie, I mean, we should stop talking about that. But like, okay, it, it's, like it's like, it's like, the the age thing is just another surreal suspension yeah. of dis- yeah. disbelief that we don't care about. Well, that we go not not that we don't care about that we concede. We we concede, you know. Done. Fancy done. words. Yeah. All right. I um. I don't know. I mean, this is... I'm trying to think of the other camp movies from the 80s. Christina, other than Meatballs, let me see. I mean, there's like three Meatballs plus no, a fourth was, was there, fake there, one. There was not a sequel to Meatballs. There was three of them, girl. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm glad I'm... Oh, actually, you're saying Meatballs 4. I'm there glad was I a, saw nothing there was but a, the original. There was a Michael J. Fox movie with called Poison Ivy. No. Huh. Yeah, with, with uh, I mean, no, Joe me. from Facts of Life. No way. Interesting. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I have um, none of that. No, thank you. Let's see. Is Meatballs <laughs> it, then? Are we just referring? Is this no, entirely but, referring to Meatballs? Okay, let's just say style of comedy, and it kind of leads back to, in my mind, Bill Murray. Kind of like Stripes, Caddyshack, Cannonball mm-hmm. Run, Meatball. Yeah, okay, that, that Vacation. Kind of genre of yeah. kind of smart yeah, ass, the original. Like them, smart ass, good natured people. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. 
Actually, uh, did you guys see The Way Way Back? No. I wanted to. The Way Way Back is a modern um, coming-of-age story. It's very much like a camp movie. It's a, it's a boy and his mother and the boyfriend, uh, played by Steve Carell, who plays an asshole, um, oh. go to a summer uh, house. That's another variation on this summer coming of age story is the summer house going to the beach right there's a bunch of yep, movies yep. like that that's true yep. and or coming uh, of age porkies is another good one for coming of age but oh talk about r-rated right that's porkies very, very Pork, porkies was at the height of the r-rated mm-hmm. coming of age movies and that was like high school kids right mm-hmm. yeah they were all in high school Por- porkies was like high school kids it's portraying high school kids with nudity and sex. It was but insane. But again, it was a very wow. base, base um, plot, which is this group of high school boys wants to get into a titty joint. And it's been the whole movie trying to get into Porky's, that titty joint. Yep. Yep. Wow. M- Melissa. <laughs> Porky's sh- is a classic. Porky's is a classic. That's where we, we get this, uh, this, this return to the affectionate return to the peephole. After peeping Tom back in the 60s, he returned to the peephole and Porky's for the shower scene of the girls' huh. locker room. Oh, I love that. That's, such a, you should, that's like a thesis, the return to the peephole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the only like semi-camp movie I had growing up was like The Parent Trap, the first Aww. half of the movie. Like, that's, uh-huh. that's the only somewhat camp movie. Somewhat campy. <laughs> I can think yeah. of somewhat I about camp. that. That was awesome, though. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. There was a bunch of I saw this. I'm googling it right now. So yeah, my like camp a, movies. Camp Cucamonga. Did you ever see that? No. Um, no. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Aniston's in it. What? Um, the, the chick from Sleepaway um, Camp again a horror. Yeah. Camp Cucamonga. I see. No, no, I've never I didn't see that one. that one. Yeah. No, the chick from The Wonder Years was in it. Jaleel White was in it. Oh my a bunch of eighties or late eighties, early nineties like hits, and there's like a musical element to it. What a crazy oh gosh! Camp is a thing. Little darlings with uh, Tatum O'Neill and Christine McNichol. Yeah, they're right. So, so let's talk. Revived let's talk with about American Pie in the nineties. Or is that the two thousands American Pie revived the whole band camp idea? Mm. Oh, American mm. Pie. That's American true. Pie is actually a great thing to bring up just because American Pie brought back the R-rated teen movie. Yep. It is yep. Yep. it is linked to Porky's. Yeah, totally. It is completely linked to Porky's because the 80s and I think we bring it back to the, like we were talking about like the Reagan era yep. um mm-hmm. puritanical influence taking the R-rated movies out of the teen genre and camp and all these things, taking the R-rated out because we don't, we will, we will not associate our children with sex. When American Pie came back, that was followed by old school, by a, by a ton of R-rated teen college movies. Yeah. It's like, oh, we can do this again. We can yeah. finally do this again. And now it's a genre. The R-rated yeah. comedy is its own comedy genre, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and red band trailers and <laughs> that's crazy. You, you know, we're off to the races. Yeah. It's crazy when you Google camp movies and they say movies frequently mentioned on the web. Number one is Meatballs. Number two is Wet Hot Summer. 
American wow. summer. Yeah. Huh. 20 years apart. That's amazing. Um, yeah. So let's, let's talk about, we have only have a little time left. Let's talk about, I don't know. What, what's, what should we talk about? What was, what was what great work? about this series? Did we talk about what didn't work for you guys? I'm curious. We talked a little both. bit about what didn't work. I thought the kids not being, yeah. um, adult, this heightened reality where the, with the, were adults because the counselors are taking really good care of the kids in the TV series. Yeah. I And I that was part that. of the hilariousness of the movie. The ki- the the kids are on their own. The camp the counselors are inept. They're selfish. All they care about is doing their thing. There's one thing, there's one plot where um the that the counselor, what's his name? Uh Coop. I think it's uh, Victor, right? Mm-hmm. Played mm-hmm. by Ken Marino. He's got yeah. he's got the the fro. Yeah. All, all he boobs. wants, to, right? All he wants to do is get laid. So he drives the kids up to a river, so they the can water. go to the river, <laughs> and he leaves them there. And he yep. drives back to camp to get laid. And then they find out the kids get stuck on the water. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's absurd. Wait, yeah. Is absurd. Uh, you see, yeah, see it's the, the movie. movie. You have to watch it. Me. See, I do. I do agree with David. I thought that it, the camp is almost a little too realistic, and it seems that they were spoofing camp movies in another way this time. Like rather than being absurdist and heightened reality, they kind of spoofed the, like the morality of the camp movies like that scene where Coop is like you know you need to stand up for yourself and you have to face your bully and he'll respect you and blah 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 but and that's, the kids that's seem to notice, stock like, that's stock family drama that's ABC exactly. family sure. stuff why so are we going there so they were spoofing there? it in a different way exactly or they were addressing yeah. it in a I different just way think, I thought that was that was just uh, lazy like there's mm. so much other awesome abstract comedy going on here yeah you got oh, I loved I loved the scene. Did you see the scene? I don't know if the episode you got to the episode with the with the sludge at Anyone? the very end. No, no. In in um, I think it might have been episode two. Jason Schwartzman discovers the the no, don't the, say it. Uh, <laughs> Jason Schwartzman discovers discovers the pit of toxic waste, and he puts his finger in and he tastes it, Ew. and he's like. He's like, that's toxic sludge. Yeah, that's toxic <laughs> sludge. And then Janine Garofalo is with him. She's like, no. And he puts his finger back in again. Yeah, that's toxic <laughs> sludge. They continue to have a conversation about how the sludge is going to ruin the camp and how the camp director probably sold them out. And over the and then he takes out a spoon and takes another. Oh and my God. He keeps oh, eating the toxic sludge. Joke. And you're like, you know what? Jason Schwartzman wasn't in the original movie. He's not going to be around at the end of this uh. series. Because huh. he's eating toxic sludge. I'll tell you, I did see him in episode eight. He's there oh, still. Interesting. Wow. Maybe, maybe he'll. Eat. Okay, interesting. And the other thing is the original camp director himself, played yep. by H. John Benjamin. Yep. Anybody get that reference? No. H. John Benjamin is the most successful voice actor in all of animation. He plays Archer. He does King oh, of the Hill, okay. and he played the voice of the can. In the original Did movie. He? Yes. What? He played That's the awesome. voice of the can in the original movie. And That's so they amazing. make him a character in the series. And uh, a couple episodes in, 
They uh, they connect the storylines. Aye, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Oh, my God. I know. I was like, that makes so I'm much sense. I'm giving Melissa that. I know. Oh, I'm okay. giving I'm you that one. Yeah. I do have to say, I like how they... It really was nice bookends. Like, I think the pilot does really offer a, like a reflection of the movie like the way we start off with the same opening montage around the fire um and then like there's like the voiceover like good morning campers and things like that but it's but it's like a different message each time i think yeah i think it's really nice bookends which i enjoyed um i did like i thought they opened it really well with i guess it's the camp director's voiceover of camp firewood being like an idea and a promise and like a way of life i thought that was a really great way to open and kind of set the tone for the for the season, I don't know. I like you. It. Just never went to camp. You just want to go to camp. Really this is true. Maybe I'm just <laughs> romanticizing. It's just so. Okay. I think it sounds so awesome. Also, I wanted to put in, and I'm I'm harping because this is where I'm at. That one of the problems I had was the um, the guy that played Coop, the the writer, uh-huh. uh, with the with the show Walter. Yeah, he and Paul Rudd's uh, character. That basically is Bill Murray's character, and that's why kind of meatballs oh. worked because Bill Murray was a super cool guy, but super nice to the quiet kid. He was both. He was You're both saying they those. split? They split exactly. Bill Murray into two characters. Exactly. Interesting. Wow. You're right. That's where you're missing the the cool guy is yeah. not really helping anyone, and the sweet meatballs- guy is not really cool. I don't know. Huh. Right. Meatballs is huh. a coming of age drama. And it has comedy totally and great. drama, okay? Whereas Wet Hot is a parody. Yep. It's a comedy. It's, it's, it, it, Yeah, but know. the thing is that that. Paul Rudd is just ridiculous throughout the yeah. whole movie. You're missing that, like, if we compare it even to, to Spaceballs or Mel, Mel Brooks, you're missing that one character that is just the centerpiece. You're missing Bill Murray's yeah. character. They're all Because you diluted mm-hmm. so many things. In- well, and that. I think is something we're seeing again. We talked about it on this podcast before, which is that these ensemble shows that are going to streaming network, they you've got to be careful not to dilute the character mm-hmm. with a ton of ensemble plot stuff. And yeah. yes, we Absolutely. will tune in and maybe you will deepen it. And I felt already three episodes in that they are deepening it. Oh great! Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. I'm only into two, uh, and, yeah. and I have eight in my back pocket. And so, <laughs> the the other thing I wanted to bring up was I think that this sh- this pilot again, being a Netflix pilot, breaks all the rules of writing a spec original series. If you're trying to get read, if you're trying to to sell your show this because would not sell. I, it relies no, not it not because it relies on the original movie forget about that what it relies on subsequent episodes it the, the pilot does only you know we always like to say in the screenwriters collective that a pilot has double duty you have to introduce the world the characters and the series engine and you have to have a regular episode you have to have a regular episode of 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 plots and drama and yeah. comedy and this pilot only did half the half the draw half the the duty which is yep. introduce the characters the world and the series engine and it's up the cliffhanger yeah but it was yeah, just and too the much uh, exactly like really at the last second 
Yeah. Um, yep. You remember? So that that was my thing. If, if I looked at the script by itself, I feel like what they set out to do, they wanted to. What they wanted to do is homage to people that saw the movie, throw in all the people. So like, oh, yeah, he's in. Oh, he's back too. Give all of you, you regulars that happy moment and say, and then we're going to jump into the sludge situation that's coming. That mm. they did correctly. But if you have no yep. knowledge of the other movie you're not going to like this. You're going to be disappointed. It's not exactly. It's not fulfilling in a single episode to keep me going. I'm just like, this is all hmm. over the place. They want to be meatballs. They're not successful. I don't know the movie. I'm done. Yes. And you're not the only person who's going to go to Netflix and mm-hmm. watch this TV series without having seen the movie, without anything, without any backup. Yeah. You, you are a person there's other people there's out there like that. We see it, it, Amy Poehler, we see Brad Bradley Cooper. So we're right, you're like, stars oh, excited, but we don't have show, what you guys Show have. me what you got in the pilot, and this gotcha. pilot doesn't do that. But I gotta say, I gotta say, you might be able to watch the whole series without seeing the movie and get a lot out of it. But if you had to be willing to hang on. I feel yeah. like the, the, and the, none the, of the these marketing streaming, people should have been like... They should none have, of these Netflix series... Give you that pilot with the punch the way the mm-hmm. networks do. Yeah, but they yep. needed to. We, we keep seeing it over and over again. Like it wasn't until like literally this morning that I knew there was a movie. If somewhere in the marketing clip they had said, you know, based on the movie or you remember these characters from, that way I would have been like, okay, I'm missing an inside joke. Let me run and see the movie. And I might have, you know what I mean? Like, okay, let's say the I movie didn't exist. What would you guys have thought about this stuff right now? You never saw this movie. The movie didn't exist. You, all that backstory you don't have. What would you think about what you saw? It's well, it, you can't, you can't, you um, can't exempt, you can't unwatch it, right? You can't. I mean, mm. richness of the characters. Half of the jokes, half at least half of the jokes in the series are homages or payoffs from setups in the film. So yeah. they are. So unless you want it to be connect- an inside club, you need to let. You need to yeah. put something in the messaging unless you want this to be an inside club. Yeah. Let's do, let's Even just at the do. Beginning, at the cold opening, you could have like alluded to, you guys remember the last day. Well, here's the first day. Allude to it. So it's not an inside Net- club. Netflix should have done a job of telling you, you know, there's a movie before <laughs> this. Guys, let's just do last uh, thoughts. Best okay. thing, uh, strong, uh, bi- biggest strength, biggest weakness of the TV series itself. Oh God! Um. I will begin. Okay. <laughs> why you think? Um, I think the strength of the writing here is the continuation of this world, surreal world, in a very familiar place, the camp genre. Um, series of sketches, a series of very. Uh, original characters with comedic voices that are unique, that are fertile for tons of, 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 of good short-form comedy and slapping together a bunch of short-form comedy. It's not a sketch show, but it almost is. It's a sketch show that's strung together by a camp and... Um, I think that works, and I think Showalter and Wayne's brand of type of comedy still works today because it's not just silly. I think the state, one of the problems with the state back in the day was that 
it was just silly and they thought that was enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but this brand is, is it silly with a touch of R rated edge? And those two together, I think, are magic. Hmm. I would say, again, the, the weakness of the series, I, I don't know why they're giving the, making the kids normal. I love the heightened reality of the kids. I'm, I'm sure a network executive doesn't get that and doesn't think that's funny. And maybe that was a note they got, or maybe it was the, the, the creator's choice, but that's not working for me. Um, having the counselors being doing their jobs responsibly, what's up with that? Like, yeah. the entire, the, the original movie is full of the counselors, especially because it's the last day. Maybe it's because it's the last day, just not giving a shit about their jobs. It would be f- I guess, I mean, over the course, you could say that that's not allowed since it's the first day and the entire series takes place on the first day, but that would make it even more funny. Hmm. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But I, uh, I, I was very impressed after the pilot. Episode two had me laughing out loud. Episode okay. one was, I can't believe they're ruining this cult classic. That's what was I feel. Oh, yeah. Like. Oh, yeah. Wow. And then episode two, episode three, I was like, now the, I, now the mythology yeah. is expanding. Okay. Okay. They wow. are expanding. They're doing great things with this thing. Yeah. And I think maybe they felt pressure to set up the show yeah. in the pilot. And that's all they did was set up the show. They didn't hook us at all. But episode two, episode three got me. What I liked about it was I felt like the writing really captured 80, 80s adolescence and the nuance of like after school special and that awkwardness, kind of the funniness within the awkwardness. And I felt like the actors, their timing was so on point that they, they knew it. They, we've all seen these. You could tell they've seen all of these after school specials, meatballs, porkies, and they knew how to play on the tropes of, yeah, let's, let's both lose our virginities. Oh, no, yeah, I've lost it like a million times, but it's like <laughs> my million times to your one when they're both virgins. <laughs> yeah. that, that, the way they play that, the timing, their, um, their connection as actors and comedians are t- amazing. Uh, what I didn't like, and this uh, we haven't really tapped on it, but it's my own thing, is I wish there had been, and we kind of mentioned it with Guardians of the Galaxy, I wish there had been less stars. I guess I, it's already built into the movie, but having so many big stars kind of made it overhyped, so I'm, I was a little let down and I hadn't seen the other one. I felt like if you had a few more really strong comedic actors that were no-named, I would have hmm. found, kind of just really gone after getting to know the story. But I'm so busy looking yeah. at Bradley some of these, Cooper and Amy some of, the, some of these actors are still no-names, but that's not their fault. Well, no, that's, but there's a good portion of them just too and big. Career. You know? like, yeah. well, but we talked about Guardians of the Galaxy, like, could have totally had that chance to be like a Rocky Horror or a cult classic that just blew up like super deep on the low end. But it was so hyped mm-hmm. that some people were just like, I, I didn't like it because I was underwhelmed yep. for expectations and that's the way I felt about this yep. I saw Gene Garofalo uh, David Hyde Pierce Bradley Cooper Amy Poehler and I'm just like oh this is gonna be the most blow my mind I didn't know the other I didn't know about the movie so I saw these kind of static characters doing this this shtick and I was kind of like why did they hype it so much because I, I didn't know the movie huh. you yep. know so yeah, yeah. that was I don't know I don't know if it's 
again, I, I go back to the marketing team having introduced it as, you know, if you've seen or you remember what happened on the last day, this is the first day or some type of setup to bring me into hmm. it. What I didn't like, luckily you guys have told me um, is not the case, but I was really missing the surrealism, absurdist humor. I thought that was a little lost in the pilot. I did think it was a little bit too much of a realistic depiction of a camp, um, but I'm really glad to hear that they bring back the surrealism and, and whatnot with episode two. And it's kind of understandable because, again, with the pilot, as we were saying, you have to set up so much in a pilot, so maybe there wasn't space for that surrealism. We really had to get to, like, like the main things, like the characters, who they were and who the, what the plots were. Um, and going off of that, that was the thing I really liked. I think for people who've never seen the movie and for, and for people who have seen the movie, they did an amazing job at introducing all of the characters and all of these plots and like how they were all related and who wanted who and who wanted what. That is a tall so, order. You make a well, good point. It, it is a yeah. tall order. And, you know, another period did that also. Mm -hmm. But frankly, yeah, but... So continue. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, it no, is, no, you know, um, I and also but it's not enough for a traditional pilot. No, absolutely. If it were a traditional pilot, we would have needed much more from the characters. But I think it worked in this, um, considering the tone and the movie. Um, but also, I also think that you know the movie was a cult classic. They had all the freedom they wanted. They like self. They funded it themselves. They could do whatever the hell they wanted. But then with Netflix, obviously Netflix wants more of like a traditional structure to a pilot or wanted certain things. So I think it was a nice blend of their their kind of cult classic humor I, and I tone tell you with this. Netflix. Going in the opposite direction. Anyone see Serenity after watching the series Firefly? Firefly Josh yes, Whedon? No. Okay. Totally did. Serenity so did a feature cool. film after nah, nah. the series. And... Joss Whedon, being a genius idiot he is, uh -oh. he spent the first 15 minutes, the first act of the, the film, treating it, of Serenity, treating it like you'd never seen the show. Yeah, he introduced hmm. and explained everything. He did, everything. he you're did. Right, you're right, you're right. But then, from act, after act one and the break into two, we're back into an, a, 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 a supersized episode yeah, of Firefly. That's so true. Was so he was able to do a really great he was able he was able to bring in the new audience sure, sure. and and bring the the old audience back very well hmm, you know very totally elegantly exactly but that's a reverse though but yeah. yeah yeah but it's still about audience getting an old audience into the new medium yeah, so. no, it's about getting the new audience on the same wavelength yes allowing yeah. right 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 getting the old audience into the Right, so the audience, old. You're right. The old audience was there. It's about getting the nude audience in without the boring the audience. shit. Yeah, did you just absolutely. say the nude audience? <laughs> you need to go back to camp, David. I our representative, <laughs> our representative from Burning Man no, speaks again. Whatever, Christina <laughs> is our representative from Burning Man. All day, don't even try it. It's about getting our nude audience into wet, hot American summer. For everyone listening, we're all nude right now, actually. <laughs> gonna, I think that's it. I think that's going on top, guys. Um, this is the Script Podcast, uh, produced by Jordan Rosengarten, David Negrin. You can email us, fan mail us, hate mail us, comments, questions, marriage proposals, to scriptfeed at gmail.com. 
Join our Facebook page, our Google Plus page by searching for NYC Screenwriters Collective. You can follow us on Twitter at ScriptFeed. If you live in New York City, sign up for our workshops at meetup.com under NYC Screenwriters. Please support the script over at patreon.com slash the script.